0: Hello, this is uh, Philip Lovesey uh, with my second podcast. Uh, this one is my podcast uh, for the Snake River Lib. It's my uh, political podcast. Uh, I'm going to try to do the alternate this with my uh, view from the rim. Um, I'm going to be talking a little bit about as much as I would love to talk about um, what's going on today with the president and with the uh, the latest witch hunt um, uh, regarding the Ukraine and and the fake whistleblower, Um, I decided I'm going to wait and and, uh, wait for that one to go to the next one and talk about that. What I really wanted to talk about was taxes and the intersectional marathon update. Uh, For those uh, not familiar with my blog, The Snake River Lib, written on it previously assessing the 2020 Democratic uh, presidential candidates and assess them on an intersectional scale based on their intersectional points as far as race, gender, um, um, sexual orientation, ethnicity, etc., cetera, um, and assess their uh, chances politically based on that. And so here we go. As predicted in the intersectional marathon, um, many of the Democrat contenders are dropping out. It is a little surprising that Joe Biden, the one with the lowest possible intersectional score being white, male, and straight, is still in, but he won't last for long. Age has finally caught up with him, and four years of being out of politics has dulled his edge considerably, not to mention the fact that the current uh, uh, to-do in Washington, no doubt may be, he may be a a collateral or maybe even an intentional damage from it. Um, Had Biden ran, as he has his entire career as a moderate Democrat, he could have pulled away from the wacko crowd that is controlling his party right now. There are plenty of moderate Democrats, uh, those deplorables. Uh, that put Trump in office in 2016. Things like you know being pro-energy, being pro-meat, and even uh, being a moderate of choice. You know that whole actual concept of safe, legal, and rare, rather than uh, the current Democrat mantra of "let's kill another black baby." And it doesn't actually—it's not actually a baby until you put it in the car seat to take it home from the hospital wing of the party. Focahitis uh, is still in. And while she is also low-scoring on the intersectional scale, uh, being straight and white, however, she is a female, uh, and she did pretend to be an Indian for the majority of her career. Unlike Biden, Senator Warren is sharp, and she is trying to tap into that socialist, populist vein, you know, Hitler, Chavez, Stalin, etc. She is an advocate of government single-payer health care, a government confiscation of guns, uh, which is uh, incorrectly termed, a gun buyback. Um, I'm not sure how they're buying them back since they didn't sell them to us. And, of course, higher taxes for the rich. Uh, by the way, did you know that the top 1% uh, in the United States average uh, is, uh, is only $421,000 um, and uh, a wealth tax? We'll get more on that in a minute. Um, Well, not to be outdone, uh, a fellow loser on the intersectional marathon, uh, being white, straight, male, but he is Jewish. Uh, Senator Sanders has come out with his own wealth tax to confiscate wealth from the richest Americans over the next 15 years. He advocates a Medicare for All plan, which his own state, uh, Cobalt Blue Vermont, passed and tried to implement and couldn't. Why? Because they couldn't afford it which, by the way, is the same reason that California would not pass it. Um, He also supports a gun confiscation plan, which is a long way from when he used to be pro-gun, which, you know, really was not all that long ago. Um, He is old, but I suspect he may be like Keith Richards the Rolling Stones. You know, he's old, but he probably will never die. While there will be others on the stage in the upcoming debates, and of course the wind of politics could change things, if you were to ask me today, it comes down to Senator Warren. Um, Can we switch gears for a moment? One of the issues that will be big for the Democrats next fall is something that Senators Warren and Sanders both advocate, a big, fat wealth tax, not an income tax. Well, actually they advocate jacking that up too. But the wealth tax is different. As the IRS already ta- tracks individuals' wealth, uh, primarily for estate tax planning, each will be assessed annually, a percentage based on that value. Senator Warren says 2% for the value over $50 million. Senator Sanders has a sliding scale, starting at $32 million on up with 8% at the top annually. Both forecast rosy numbers. Warren says $2.7 trillion will be collected over 10 years with Senator Sanders guesstimating um, somewhere around $4 trillion in the same amount of time. How much were they yet, assuming they could pass such a thing and it were to pass a constitutional muster, which is highly unlikely? Well, probably very little. Once... Once it looked like it would pass, you would see a max exodus of wealth in this country. Wealth would simply evaporate. Can we talk about that? Really, the whole reason that I am broadcasting this and writing an accompanying blog is because of something that I read while over at the Socialist Sanders website. I'm not slurring him by calling him that, as that is a title he proudly but disingenuously wears. Why do I say disingenuously? Because what he sells is way different than the models that he alleges to love in Europe. You see, in those welfare states over in Europe they all carry a very heavy tax burden. He does not openly say that, which is why he is a coward and a hypocrite. All pay taxes and a heavy tax burden, as in In the United States, a lower middle class individual here would be taxed a 40% federal income tax rate. That's higher than the income tax rate today on the most rich Americans. The lower middle class doesn't even pay income taxes currently in the United States. Don't give me Social Security. It's not a tax. It's put into a lockbox. Saved for you for, well, that's another episode. So, contrary to what people say, he does not speak truth to power. He speaks lies to power. But back to what I read on his website. His justification for the wealth tax and for the increase in income tax are neat little statistics that demonstrate how over the last couple of decades, the rich have gotten richer and the poor have not. We certainly can't say that the poor have gotten poorer because they haven't by any measurement. We could talk about the flood of unskilled labor coming across the border, legally or otherwise, and the impact it has on wages. How, really not all that long ago, somebody could have worked for a roofer and provided for a family. Or worked for a landscaper or other such job. Not so much now, but I keep getting distracted, don't I? Understandably, because he doesn't point out the fact that the poor in this country are generally better off uh, than certainly other countries, Uh, in spite of what open borders does to them, he just points out that the wealthy gained. But under what system do they gain? Well, it's been a little over a century since the progressive income tax was legalized by constitutional amendments, the only way to do things, by the way, Uh, the whole point of it being to redistribute wealth from the rich to the not as rich. For that whole time, that system designed to do the very thing that Conrad Sanders wants to do now has failed. In fact, it has made things even worse as far as the wealth gap is concerned. Can't we agree on that? For decades, we have tried all sorts of rates, from the original 7% for the top one half percent which lasted about a day, well, okay, that's hyperbole, uh, but really less than two years, to the fabled 90% of the 50s, when you could deduct anything, leaving the rich paying about the same as always, just hiding more of their earnings, to where we are today. But it is even better than that, and we can again... Thank Progressives for that wonderful gift. We hear about how all of these corporations have outsourced their jobs to China, to Mexico, or to other low labor-cost environments. Some have even relocated offices outside the United States. During the 2012 election, we heard about the dreaded tax loophole that allowed companies to do this. Do you know what that loophole was? Let me tell you, that loophole was the highest corporate tax rate in the industrialized world. It drove them out of this nation. Can we be more stupid? It wasn't some stupid loophole in the tax code. It was a way for corporations to avoid the oppressive tax regime and the stupid regulations that exist in this country. Regulations that add cost after cost to new construction and lawsuit after lawsuit by people who have nothing better to do but to try to stop economic growth. We just heard about that in the United Nations, didn't we, lovely little girl? They love the fact that diseases that are reminiscent of the Dark Ages have been reborn in California and secretly hope that they spread and do an encore performance to the Black Death of the 1300s. Yes, they do hope that. Else, why aren't they acting? Hashtag at anyone? How about a wall from Yuma to Coeur d'Alene? Mr. President, are you listening? Sorry, just a little bit of a rant. It was the tax code that drove away manufacturing. Yes, cheap labor was part of it, but regulations, high taxes, and other labor costs, I won't uh, uh, quantify that, strangled manufacturing in the last century. The renaissance we see today in the South is all about the opposite. Low taxes, minimal state regulations, and relatively low labor costs. Hashtag right to work. Add that to the slashing of the corporate income tax and the Chinese dragging their feet on trade, and you have a potential shift. Having a skilled workforce capable of working in modern-day manufacturing is another issue for another day. We have tried the progressive income tax for a century to redistribute wealth, but just like a typical socialist, they say, We didn't do it right. And now they are demanding a wealth tax to go along with it. If only we do it this way, this time. See, let me show you my chalkboard. It works on a chalkboard. If you let us do it this time, it for sure will work. Well, all I can say, fool us once. Shame on you. Fool us twice. Fool us twice. Well, you know what? Maybe we are that stupid. Uh, This is my first broadcast of Snake River Lib, coming from you and my view from the rim. Have an enjoyable day. And remember, taxation is theft.